This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Chris Foster. Super Bowl weekend. The Chiefs and 49ers ready to go for Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. And millions of Americans and viewers around the world are ready to go, too. Actual football fans, gamblers, people who just like the party food or the halftime show or the commercials. There's a reason they call it the big game. Will Kane's a football fan. He knows what he's talking about. He was with ESPN before coming to Fox. Now the host of the Will Kane Show podcast and co-host of Fox and Friends Weekends. We talked about the game and the hype around it. Full disclosure, there is some Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey talk in here. We also talked for too long to include it all in the regular weekday podcast and radio show. That's what the extras for. Thanks for listening and subscribing. Now Will Kane from the Fox News Rundown Extra. Will Kane, host of the Will Kane Show on Fox News' YouTube channel and foxnews.com and the Facebook page. Will, thanks for uh, doing this. Super Bowl 58. Uh, what are you looking forward to? Is this an entertaining matchup people should be excited about, or is it blah? Well, a little element of blah to me, just because I think we all have experienced some level of exhaustion or fatigue when it comes to the Chiefs. And that's not personal, really, towards the Kansas City Chiefs. It's in part because I think there's some level of fatigue when it comes to Taylor Swift and the fact that we all just get tired of winners after a while. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it is. After a while, we get tired of the person who's on top, the person of the team who's on top. We want to see them knocked down. So that's in part why I think so many people are rooting for the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship. So there's a little bit of fatigue when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. And then I just don't like the San Francisco 49ers. I don't like them. I don't like the franchise. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I don't want them to win a Super Bowl. I don't want them to have bragging rights on the whole dynasty rankings. So, I mean, there's a little bit of blah, but it's the Super Bowl, and it's Patrick Mahomes, and it will be entertaining. It's the Super Bowl. So it's the Chiefs, what, fourth Super Bowl in five years. Um, They're talked about as maybe the new Patriots. They're a little bit of ways from that. Now, for, for me, I get the fatigue, but there's a... Uh, there's not for some reason there's not villainy attached to them like there was the Patriots or the Yankees when they were good or your beloved Cowboys when they were good. You know what I mean? Like the Chiefs aren't necessarily hateable to me, and maybe it's because of their coach Andy Reid is kind of a likable guy, and maybe it's because they're a Midwestern team. But, but I don't see people hating them like they hate some of those other teams. Yeah. I- I think you're right. There's been a little bit of a turn. This is the year where it kind of begins to turn for the Chiefs. Um, You know, I mean, there's the whole Taylor Swift thing, and that's kind of divisive. And then, you know, then there's Travis Kelsey, and he's people have divided on Travis Kelsey. And then I saw the video, for example, of Patrick Mahomes before the AFC Championship game tossing... Ravens kicker Justin Tucker's warm-up materials, like his his sticks to hold the ball, his tee all over the field. And There's a little bit of like, oh, maybe Mahomes isn't always nice guy likable. But my only point is, you're right. They don't have that same kind of villainy. I think the most interesting one of the, of the things you listed is 
maybe it is because they're a Midwest team. There is something about that sort of like Midwest nice that you you put on to the team from Kansas City. Yeah, even though they, what I'm getting at, it's not like they're guys from Kansas City, you know. But but, but <laughs> right, we we think of the right. team as a Midwestern team. But I do think there's a little bit of a turn. So I'm just telling you, I'm seeing the elements of the beginning of the seeds of villainy. So if they win this year, you combine exhaustion with Taylor Swift and a few other elements, and we could see maybe next year they begin to become the villains. Yeah, I'll get back to the Taylor Swift thing at the a little bit later after the football part, but. Um the betting lines have San Francisco a slight favorite. They have since the championship games have ended. Now, a majority of pundits and NFL reporters, et cetera, I've looked at dozens of predictions over the last couple of days, and really a pretty firm majority say that that is wrong, that the Chiefs are going to win. Um, and it, it's, a, it's a weird disparity to me. I mean, I know that betting lines are determined not just by prediction of who's going to win, but where the betting is going. Um, but it, it does seem strange to me that really – the expert so-called predictions really have the Chiefs winning and the betters don't. Yeah, but, I mean, I almost value the betters over the experts. Now, I would put myself in the category of agreeing with the experts. I just don't know how you bet against Patrick Mahomes, and I don't know how you bet against Patrick Mahomes when you're getting points. But the San Francisco 49ers are the better team. They're the more well-rounded team. They have a better defense, better defensive line, better linebackers, better secondary. They have better running game with Christian McCaffrey. They they have better offensive weapons, I mean, outside of Travis Kelsey. And then maybe George Kittle's better than Travis Kelsey at this point at tight end. But they have better receivers than, than the Chiefs. The only thing they don't have is Patrick Mahomes. But that's enough. And I know this can get complicated, and I know maybe the betters are right, and maybe they're, they're really setting aside the emotional impact of having a guy who is on the way to being one of the greatest, or in the debate of the greatest quarterback of all time. Maybe they're doing a good job of setting that aside. But the experts, and count me among them, it's like, I don't think it's a smart bet to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Well, the 49ers quarterback, who we haven't even mentioned, Brock Purdy, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, uh, meaning uh, literally the last pick in his draft, a throwaway pick. They didn't need a quarterback at the time, and he's 24 years old. He's on the biggest stage in the world. Now, is he? He's obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the world compared to me and you. Um, but is he good, or is he a, a successful cog in his machine? It's a good question. I mean, I think at this point we have to. You, you think about the way you form an opinion, and you start from a starting place. Very few of us start from a blank slate. And the starting place for Brock Purdy is not only that he was Mr. Irrelevant, but that he was okay in college. I, I'm a Longhorn fan. I watched him at Iowa State, and I never thought, oh, this guy's on his way to being a Super Bowl-worthy quarterback. And so you kind of start from that position. So everything that we have, every opinion of him, has been it starts with doubt. It starts with, well, I mean, come on. He plays for Kyle Shanahan. That's an incredible system. It made Jimmy Garoppolo look good, you know, and, and so on and so forth. But at some point, you know, we have to start valuing what we see happening in the present and not the opinion that was rooted in the past. And the, what's happening in the present isn't that he is just a cog in the machine. He's making plays with his legs. He's executing really well. And then you start thinking, well, it's kind of illogical to form an opinion based upon the fact that he's Mr. Irrelevant. So what? Tom Brady was a sixth-round quarterback. You know, 
Dak Prescott's a fourth-round quarterback. Tony Romo's undrafted. It, I know that I just put two Cowboys <laughs> on the level of a guy that's going to the Super Bowl. But the point is, like, drafting isn't an expert science, you know? And we're seeing something pretty special from Brock Purdy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Neither of these teams is, uh, they may not have been considered the top two teams going into the playoffs. The Ravens are certainly in that conversation. But, um... A couple of lovable underdogs, the Bills and the Lions, didn't make it. you got to feel a little bit bad for their fan bases turning on the game this weekend and not seeing their teams again. After coming, re- after, after, coming, after coming relatively close. The Bills fans got to be getting used to this, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's sad because I think Josh Allen is legitimately one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL who just can't get past Patrick Mahomes. It's just, you know, if you think back, like throughout history, there was always going to be these quarterbacks. When I was a kid, I felt I, I, I kind of adopted a second team to root for, and it was the Cleveland Browns. And it's the Browns were good then. They had Bernie Kosar and Kevin Mack and Ernest Biner, and 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 Bernie Kosar was good. He just wasn't better than John Elway, and they couldn't get past the Denver Broncos. Josh Allen's good. He's just not better than Patrick Mahomes, and they can't get back to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Lions are a different story. I mean, I do feel bad for them. Not so much because, oh, you only have this one chance and you got this far, but because they were up so big on the Niners. Like, it, they should have won that NFC Championship game, but for a whole host of self-inflicted you know, injuries that they, they committed in that game. And if you're a Lions fan, you just, it's almost like you had it in your hands. It was right there, and you let it slip through. Yeah. Uh, look, back to Taylor Swift just for a second. I don't want to belabor it because everybody else has. But um, not that the NFL needs more publicity, not that this game needs more publicity, but there is something interesting to me that the most successful entertainer in the world right now is now tied, uh, tangentially at least, to this to the biggest sporting event uh, in the world. And the NFL, I'm sure, is not displeased with the fact that, look, uh, my kids... I have eight-year-old twin girls. They don't know about football. They don't care about football. Or they didn't until about two weeks ago when they went to a Taylor Swift-themed birthday party and they learned who Travis Kelsey was. And the next, in the next, in two days later, that game was on. Daddy, did they show her? Daddy, did they show him? How do you what's up, how do you score a point in, in in football? And their their entire second grade class is of course predicting that the Chiefs are going to win because of course they are. Um, I'm not saying these kids are going to necessarily grow up as football fans, but it is kind of sweet to me. Yeah, I mean, I have, so, I'm going to give you an analogy. So, and I'm not a fan, so count me as a casual fan of wrestling. But, uh, you know, a week or two ago, I interviewed Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, on The Will Cain Show. And at that time, there was a rumor that he was going to wrestle in WrestleMania, which is kind of their Super Bowl every year. He's come back to WWE, he's going to wrestle. 
And everybody's like, well, that's going to be huge. And The Rock said that to me in the interview on the Will Kane show. He said, you know, it'd be the biggest WrestleMania ever. And he's right, because it will bring in casual fans like me that don't watch wrestling. Because it's like, oh, now one of the biggest stars on the planet is going to be back in the ring in WWE. I may pay-per-view that. I may watch it. But the move has made all the hardcore WWE fans mad for a variety of reasons. Like he jumped, you know, other contenders for the title. He went right to the top. And they're mad. Now, will they tune out the hardcore fans? Probably not. Will more casual fans tune in? Probably. And therefore, it's a big net win for the WWE, even if hardcore fans are a little bit turned off. That's kind of what I think about Taylor Swift. Like, real NFL fans. And the NFL is an extremely successful business, obviously. Like, 96 of the top 100 television shows of 2023. We don't want to see a cutaway to Taylor Swift four or five times a game. We don't need it. We don't need the game to be about a pop star. We want the game to be about the storylines within the game. And it's a little bit of a turnoff to see some to see it pander to the casual audience that's not in on the game. At the same time, I'm not turning it off. And they're probably pulling in new people like your daughters. And it's going to be a net win for the NFL. I just think it's harmless. But be careful, NFL. When businesses try to be everything to everybody, they sometimes lose the identity of who they are to the ones that matter. And I just say, be careful, NFL. Yeah, and if you're in on these meetings at CBS Sports uh, prepping for this game, they have to be having conversations. We have to walk this line. You're gonna If she shows up at the game, uh, there are going to be cutaways. They're going to have to address the Taylor Swift in the room of, all, of it all. But, but, but you're right. Um, there, there's a balance where you don't want to annoy the audience. And it, yeah. it's a, it, I, I, right. I, I imagine those, t- those conversations are a little bit difficult. At this point, it's part of the storyline. Like, even me, who's like a little... And I don't hate Taylor Swift. I want to I put that out there. I mean, and it, it, it's just more like... I, man, I even go deeper. I've talked about this on the Will Gaines show. It's like, I don't like monoculture which is everything is the same no matter where you are. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm in, you know, small town Texas or if I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. I don't want everything to look the same, sound the same, taste the same. I like distinction. I like strong flavors. And I don't want the NFL, even though it is, to become this, like, it is. I don't even know what I'm talking about because it is. It's the monoculture. And adding Taylor Swift just makes it more of the monoculture. But even I know this is a story now. So when we watch the game, I'm going to be expecting, did Taylor make it from Japan? Where is she sitting? I'm going to expect to see the shot. And maybe I even enjoy being annoyed. Who knows, <laughs> right? But uh, they need to, um, they do need to walk that line. I think, I'm sure, I'm sure they are talking about how much. But, I mean, the, the answer isn't zero. And I don't know how much, what, how, I don't know what the answer is on how much is too much, Taylor Swift. Are you a Super Bowl party guy? Do you like to host? Do you like to go? Or do you like to, or do you just want to watch the game? Uh, in, in normal circumstances, I am option C there. I just want to watch the game. I saw Mad Dog Russo, Chris, Chris Mad Dog Russo, say this. He's not a Super Bowl party guy. I don't want to be sitting around with 50 neighbors chit-chatting during the game. I'm a little like that. I don't love, because I watch the game and and want to talk about the game and a few side conversations. I find when you get everybody together, they want to have side conversations and watch the game a little bit. So it's like a, you know, 70-30 proposition. 70% socialization, 30% game. I want it 
reversed and more. I want it 70-80% watch the game and 20% having a conversation about how's life. And um, I've been to a lot of Super Bowls, work and as a fan. Um, I'm going this year work-wise, but I am taking my son. So I'm excited to do that, to watch the game with my son in Las Vegas. Um, finally, just talk for a second about the, the crushing frustration of being a Dallas Cowboys fan in this century. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's funny that like, um, when you were younger, I guess, I guess a teenager, um, they were really, really good all the time. And now mm-hmm. it's an ungodly long drought. Uh, Independence Day and the Macarena were the number one movie and song the last time they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's awful. Um, uh, you're terrible. Uh, so what? So it, it's just you're in a weird position as a as a fan to go from this high to this low. Yeah, but uh, I really am an emotional fan, and I don't care. There are people like grown men shouldn't care. I don't care. I don't care what you have to say. I enjoy the emotional investment of sports. So, like when they lose, uh, I'm gonna ride that roller coaster all the way to the bottom of the track. <laughs> but sometime afterward, I will even out and start seeing things. And it's really, I mean, look, it's been 25 years. To your point, more. It's been, uh, yeah, almost 30 years. It was 90. It's been, it was 96. So 28 years. 95. Ago. 90, like the 95 yeah. season calendar year was 96. So in January yeah, of 90, January of 96 was the last time. And at this point, I think it's, now that the Lions made the NFC Championship game, it's like the Cowboys and the Commanders are the only two teams that haven't made the NFC Championship game in that time frame. So that's awful. On the other hand, they're not, they've never really been, I mean, there's a few blip on the radar seasons. They've never really been bad. They've been like good. They've been 8-8 eight and eight or better mostly in those 30 years. And what that meant is I, I root for a team that makes the playoffs, maybe, maybe gets one victory, and then is out. And it's this weird place to be in because, like, everybody that hates Cowboys says, every year you say next year is your year. Well, even if we did, that's not entirely illegitimate. You know, like, 12 and 5. Maybe we'll go to the you know the next round of the playoffs would put us in which would put us in a Super Bowl contention because we're always in that vein of like just good enough to get your hopes up and just bad enough to obviously let you down for thirty years. <laughs> next year's your year, Will. Like. <laughs> <laughs> next year, uh, Will enjoy enjoy the game. Uh, the Will Kane Show streams live on Fox News's uh, YouTube channel and the Facebook page. You can also go to just uh, foxnews.com. Uh, it's live, noon, uh, kind of rare for a podcast, kind of cool, uh, live at noon Eastern, Monday through Thursday. Then, of course, you can get it on demand like every other podcast, uh, five days a week at foxnewspodcast.com. Thanks, Will. Thanks, man. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.